Welcome back to the Ladies of Golf podcast. Today is October 30th, and I figured we should start saying the date because we're like a legit podcast. Um, But let's begin with the latest in the world of golf. There is not a tournament on the LPGA Tour this week, but the players will return to competition on November 19th for the Pelican Women's Championship in Bel Air, Florida, which is pretty close to Clearwater if you've been over that way. Last week, Allie McDonald won her first LPGA Tour title at the Drive-On Championship, where she won by one shot over Danielle Kang, who continues to have a pretty epic season. Kang remains in the number one spot in the Race to the CME Globe season-long rankings. So Allie won on her 28th birthday and celebrated with a champagne shower from friends and family. Um, I wish this was something I could say happened on my 28th birthday, but that is just not my reality. She said that she has she's never doubted her ability, but questioned whether she would be able to win on the LPGA Tour. And in reading some articles just on, on Golf Week and the LPGA, this seems to be a common sentiment since their tour is incredibly competitive. Um, but in other news, Susie Whaley, the PGA of America's first female president, completed her two-year term on Thursday. Susie has had a truly admirable career in which she has been recognized as a top 50 instructor and has coached more than 300 juniors into playing college golf. She played on the LPGA Tour, and she's been an on-course commentator for ESPN. I'm sure she has so much more to come, Um, but she has created this legacy that has opened doors for women like myself, and although I've never met her, I'd like to thank her for that. So on to today's episode, we have our first LPGA Tour player as a guest, and it is the incredible Mel Reed. Mel is a six-time Ladies European Tour champion and a three-time Solheim Cup member. She captured her first victory on the LPGA Tour this year at the ShopRite LPGA Classic presented by Acer. And if you follow her on social, you know that she celebrated just as she should. I am a huge fan. She seems to be incredibly authentic from what you see on the golf course to in the media, social media, and of course, in speaking with her. Um, In the off season, she played quite a bit of golf with Brooks Kepka, and a lot of people have asked her about that. So we kind of talked more about how she stands up for issues that she believes in and how she wants to be an inspiration to others. So I hope you really enjoy it. We've got a couple of your t-shirts. I know. I know. I love it. Yeah. I was so, so we represent, pumped when she ordered two. <laughs> it's a rule in our house. You have to order two of everything. I like it. Yeah, that's the Thanks. way to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So yeah, I'll just get right to it. I'm um, the first one. Like the first questions we go through are like really quick hits, and then I'll ask you a few more, and that'll be it. Cool. Sounds cool. good. All right, so um, thank you for joining me today, Mel. Of course. <laughs> okay, we'll start with your quick nine. What is a snack that you have to have when playing golf? Um, beef jerky. Nice. What's part of your daily routine that you kind of can't go without? Um, probably exercise, Do you some prefer- form of exercise. Yeah. Do you prefer Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Favorite tour stop? Um... Well, I've got to say shop right, really, haven't I? Yep. I like it. <laughs> I've got to say it now. Yeah. It's got the best pub. It's got the best pub on tour. So that's my, that's why it's my favorite. There you go. Um, what was the last book you read? The last book I read was probably a Ryan Holiday one, Obstacles Away. Okay. The last podcast you listened to? I probably should say For the Ladies, but um, no. it was, this is so bad. It was, 
she's like she's gonna get me call her daddy <laughs> nice yes Thank did you. you listen to episode 100 i'm literally halfway through i literally take some stuff to goodwill this morning and i listen halfway through with the mum. <laughs> love it so good carly hates it i love it <laughs> it's so good i can't like so it's like the it, i just like have to listen because i, I want to know what's so going good. on yeah so good i'm unwell <laughs> love it what inspires you um honestly like just i want people to take up the game of golf just because they see me playing and they think it looks cool so i think i'm a little bit different as a golfer so yeah that's what drives that's what drives me nice do you prefer an arm day or leg day workout uh, leg day because I've got chicken legs, so I always need a bit of work on them. <laughs> and who are some of your favorite players to play a practice round with? Uh, Chiggy Carlotta, uh, she's probably my favorite. She's one of my best friends out there. Um, yeah, we pretty much do practice rounds every single week, so I've got to say Carlotta. Nice. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. <laughs> I saw one of your first sports passions was football or soccer in the U.S. How did you then get into golf? Um, yeah, so I played football since I could walk basically until about 11 or 12. Um, and then just didn't enjoy as much with the girls. I just, I really enjoyed playing with the guys. And um, then my mum, a bunch of my kind of football friends kind of were playing a little bit of golf as well. And so my mum thought, perfect, we'll just get rid of you during the six weeks holiday and took me down the golf course and just fell in love with it. So yeah, since I was about 11 or 12, I've been playing golf. Nice. <coughs> like at what point did you realize you could do that as a career? um probably 25 no um <laughs> I was I got pretty good pretty quick so obviously I was just there all day every day playing four yeah. or five holes a day so I think I got in the England squad when I was about 13 and then got off scratch at 15 and then that's when I kind of dedicated my kind of life to it um yeah and just didn't want to do anything else apart from play golf so yeah I would say around 15 is when I started to actually practice and take it seriously is there like a national team in England yeah, just like the England squad, yeah. And then we've okay. got like Great Britain and Ireland, which is, yeah, which is yeah. also like the big squad, so. Okay, okay. And how would you say women's professional has, uh, professional golf has like evolved since you started with the LET to today? Um, it's evolved in a lot of ways. Um, obviously with the LET, I think that obviously it had its huge struggles. I think it's, it's good now that it's kind of co-sanctioned with the LPGA. I think that that's what needed to happen. Mm. And then... On the LPGA, honestly, I think the standard of golf is just pretty exceptional. Um, like the strength and depth of, of our tour, like people don't understand how good these girls are and how hard it is to win out there. And so just the amount of talent and, yeah, just great golfers there are out there, to be honest with you. It's just, yeah, it's pretty astonishing. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. To, and then you guys have such a good, like, depth of field, like people yeah. from all over the globe and... It's just, it's so much. We, we really are an international tour more yeah. so than any other tour, I would say. So, and we've been an international tour for years. I think that that's, yeah, that's kind of the unique thing about the LPGA. Yeah. And, and I think people are just starting to realize that, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. We, we've realized it for about five or six years. And right. People are now just on quick on. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I like that. I think a lot have really good attention has been put on the women's game this summer, maybe because of COVID, maybe because of like the, you know, the environment. But, you know, there are certain things that like we still haven't gotten over that hump of like playing in the matches or like represented in commercials. Like why, why do you think that is? So that's a good question. Um, I think it comes down to a lot of different areas. I think that the manufacturers have 
um, a, a, a huge responsibility in that. I think that, um, yeah, I would just like to see the manufacturers be a little bit more about quality. I think that it certainly is shifting and don't get me wrong, we have, there's kind of the same three manufacturers out in the LPGA who are amazing. Like they will give you whatever you want. They could not be more helpful and you know, they deserve the praise that they get. Um, and the girls notice that, but there are certainly big manufacturers still that, you know, it's trying to, it's like trying to get blood out of stones, even get equipment for LPJ players. And so I think that that's where it stems down to. And, and yeah, I mean, it just comes down to sponsorship as well, doesn't it? I think that, you know, we would love more TV time, but we need more money for more TV time. Um, you know, and so, yeah, it's just a catch 22. I think that, Mike Wan is trying to do his best and I think he's doing a great job, but I still believe that, you know, more needs to be done. And I, I believe that the players need to take more responsibility as well, if I'm, if I'm honest. Yeah. And Bethany Nichols kind of said the same thing. Like, you know, it would be great to see responsibility on the players. What, like, what is something that like you would do that, that puts responsibility well, I do on it. I'm outspoken. I'm the one that gets, I mean, I get myself in trouble, but I talk <laughs> about the manufacturers, you know, being a pain in the ass and I, I mention them. And I think that, I hear so many stories from so many girls who are, you know, top 10, top 20 in the world that cannot get stuff. And so I kind of speak on their behalf, but I would love them to speak up about it. But at the same time, I respect them not doing that because, you know, they do get criticized and, you know, a lot of girls, have, I've said to them, like, why don't you spend the night? It's just not worth it. Like, it's just not worth the, the criticism that we get. And, you know, I understand that and I respect that, but, you know, I'll be the, outspoken troublemaker I have no problem doing that <laughs> right totally no I know and it, it yeah like you said it's such a catch-22 and and hopefully hopefully just like as more women see other players talking about it maybe they can start to feel more comfortable one day yeah exactly and you know I think like your podcast for example is great and I think that you know there's a lot of people behind the scenes that are trying their hardest to kind of promote women's golf and you know we do see you and we appreciate you and you know, it certainly doesn't go unnoticed. So yeah, thank you so much from, you know, from me and the girls really to kind of say thank you to you because it, it does go noticed. I appreciate that. But you know, I also am like so hopeful and this is so I like work at the USGA full time, but uh, something like I hope to see more of too is like the, the men's players encourage people to want to watch the women's events. Like, yeah. you know, you have, you know, you play with Brooks Kepka, Michelle Wee is good friends with the guys like Justin Thomas and Ricky Fowler. Like there are these like amazing friendships out on tour and like, you know, the guys are paying attention. So it's one of those things where like, can they just be a little bit more vocal about it? Say like post on social that they're watching the U S women's open when they're not playing that week. And, um, I, you know, every little thing counts. And I, I hope like the more we talk about it, the more it just happens. Yeah. And I think that it's certain, it's certainly happened. I felt feel in the last six months, like, you know, yeah. Justin Rose, Tommy Fee Tony Finau, like they all mentioned about, you know, ANA inspiration when we were playing and, you know, Brooks yeah. has mentioned it a couple of times. And so it certainly is moving that direction, but we, we talk about the guys like right. openly and freely because we are just golf fans in general and we want them right. to do well, like our friends out on the PJ tour and, yeah, I just think that, you know, it's a two-way streak. And, yeah, I mean, I would love more guys to to kind of speak up and, and mention because they have such a bigger platform than we do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it makes a huge difference. Like, I can't tell you the difference it makes when they speak about us. Yeah, no, I, I know. And it, it just brings that attention. It, you know, something we always talk about is, like, if you can't see it, you can't be it. So, like... Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Um, when At what point were you like, I need to start, like, talking about these types of things publicly? Um, 
when it was pissing me off, honestly, like, it <laughs> right. was, like it is like, um, you know, I had, I'm really good friends with Imbi's caddy, uh, mm. Beecher, and he mentioned about the three wood at US Open when I think she was war number one or two, couldn't mm. get a three wood from TaylorMade. And so I was like, well, I'm going to talk about that because that to me is, you know, they said we can give it you a cost price. And that to me is just embarrassing. You know, when, you know, I see the guys who are on like, you know, the Latino tour and the Canadian tour that have all quit out in six, seven of these drivers. And I'm just like, this doesn't make sense to me. So that's kind of when I was like, that's just not acceptable. Um, and so, yeah, I just started speaking out about it and then it kind of had a snowball effect. And I think it has certainly changed certain manufacturers for sure. Yeah. But it's still a long way to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I definitely see them. They're, they're trying. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that's all, you know, that's all you can do for the moment. I am. Um, so when I was looking up stuff about you, I really loved your interview with athlete ally in 2018. Um, how has your involvement with them continued to support LGBTQ athletes? Um, I think it's just about being, you know, their big thing. I, I was really proud that they wrote that they got in touch with me basically. And I, wasn't really like that comfortable about doing it. But oh. one of my best friends, Molly Gallatin, who works at PGA of America, she, you know, we spoke about it for months before and okay. she really is who I should give credit to. And the fact that she just basically said, like, think how many people you could impact. Like, you're going to get criticism, but think how many people you could impact. And so, yeah, I mean, I just speak um, very openly about it. I think the more comfortable you are with it, the more comfortable people are with it. And so yeah, I mean, I'll always, I'll always fight for equality and especially in, in the LGBTQ world because I've seen, you know, the detrimental side of it. I've seen what it's done to a few of my friends and I've had my own experiences with sponsorship that, you know, again, I don't think is acceptable. So um, yeah, I mean, I'll always speak up for, for what I believe in and that's something that obviously I truly believe in and a world that I'm obviously very much part of. Something that I think will resonate with some of the women that listen to this podcast is you mentioned in that article about how like women in business can better support women's golf, specifically like coming to events, publicly supporting women. It, it sounds so easy, but I was wondering if you could just like expand upon that. Cause I think that a lot of women on like who come to my events and listen, like they are interested in golf, but they don't play it. And they're like just starting. Yeah, I mean, like, for example, KPMG, we have huge speaking engage engagements with um, women all across, all across the industry, um, from businesses to heavily, like, heavily golf industry. And so it's important, you know, we've got to support each other. Yeah. Um, you know, we're kind of on the back foot as it is already. And I think that it's so important that, that women support women, um, you know, men support men and everything. Um, and I think that women sometimes are a little bit scared to be seen as biased towards women. Mm. when we would never think that when a man supports a man. So for me, it, yeah, I mean, I would, I think that it is, again, I think that it is, the needle is moving, but, you know, I do believe that it would be awesome if we had more tournaments sponsored by, you know, big businesses that are run by women. I think that'd be a really cool thing. And, you know, I know a lot of the girls kind of feel the same way. And um, yeah, I just think that women should support women as, as much as possible. One of like the cool sponsorships I noticed on the WNBA is Glossier supports mm -hmm. them. I think it's like the coolest thing. I like just figured it out and I was like, this is awesome. Cause I like love Glossier it's like a makeup brand, but they're also like started by women and like what a cool partnership for them to be sponsoring female athletes. I just like, I thought that was so creative. Yeah. 
yeah i mean that's what that's what we, we need as well yeah. um i think the wmba have have done a great job in a marketing sense and <clears throat> you know the guys wear the wmba hoodies and um yeah i mean i think that they've certainly you know stepped up to the plate if if and i think that they are such a great example of a women's organization that you know look what you can do when you use every kind of resource that you have um and so yeah i mean i would love the lpga to kind of move in that direction so um yeah we'll see yeah we'll see yeah so what is next for you like what do you have going on for the over the next few um weeks? we're moving so okay. kylie got a new job so yep. we're moving to jacksonville so at the minute everything's gone we've got all the pictures down that's kind of my job carly just <laughs> sorts out the drawers and i pack everything up so um but yeah we're moving in just under 10 days so that's pretty stressful i forgot how stressful moving is so yeah. but yeah and then another week i'll be there a week in jacksonville and then we go to uh tampa okay. so yeah we've got kind of a big stretch of four events in five weeks so kind of to finish off the season and obviously got us open and cme so yeah a really nice kind of ending to the season yeah, I, I like that it just kind of is like continued on um, yeah. kind of steadily. Um, okay, so the last question for you, and I ask it just to everybody who comes on the podcast, is what advice do you have for women who want to pick up the game? Um, what advice do I have? Just try and get your friends involved. I think that it's a lot easier to kind of stay in something once, you know, you have your, your mates around you because it just makes it more fun. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, just, you know, people do book clubs why don't you just try and go to the golf club together and just have a little group lesson and you know you never know you might you might have a lot of fun um so yeah I think that it's it's really good to kind of and not be scared about meeting new people either like go and join you know the ladies clinic and you know whatever golf clubs do at brunch or whatever and and just meet people um you know it can be pretty daunting at the time but you'd be probably surprised by how welcoming people can be and yeah that's I think being social is is huge. I think it's in a human nature is to be surrounded by, you know, other humans. And so, yeah, just try and get your friends involved as much as possible. And yeah, just give it a go and see how it feels. Yeah. I always say at least just give it a shot if you don't like it. Yeah. All right. At exactly. Least <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. That That's it. Yeah, and uh, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Our original music is composed and performed by my talented and wonderful friend, Ryan Young. If you're looking for more from For The Ladies, visit us at fortheladies.net and on Instagram at fortheladies. That's F-O-R-E.